call our meeting to order. It is 7 p.m. on Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. This is the regular meeting of the Sycamore Township Board of Trustees. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I understand we had an invocation from Chief Penny. Yep. So if everyone is able to, would please stand. Heavenly Father, we come to you today asking for your guidance, wisdom, and support as we begin this meeting. Help us to engage in meaningful discussion. Allow us to grow closer as we a group and nurture the bonds of the community. Fill us with your grace, Lord God, as we make decisions that might affect the residents of Sycamore Township. And continue to remind us that all we do here today, all that we accomplish, is for the pursuit of truth, for the greater glory of you, and for the service of humanity. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. If you'll remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, please. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. Mr. Porter, good evening. Would you do a roll call, please? Mr. Barbara. Present. Mr. James. I am here. Mr. Weedman. Present. All right. First item on the agenda is approval of the minutes. We have the August 3rd, 2021 trustee meeting minutes, first of all. Is motion, there motion to approve. We have a motion. Is there a second? There is a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Next, we have the August 12th, 2021 special trustee meeting minutes. Motion to approve. Is there a second? There is a second. Discussion? And Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next, I understand we have an award presentation tonight. Um, who would like to take the lead on that here? Yes, please approach the podium. Thank you. Hello, my name is Tom Wolf, and I represent the Blue Eyes Protective Association. I'll just give you a quick history of what that, how that evolved. Uh, Blue Ash Life Squad started in 1955, and it provided EMS to all the area here. It provided uh, EMS to Blue Ash, Montgomery, Sycamore Township, Sims Township, Evendale, Glendale. Uh, and as the communities grew and they started their own departments, you know, uh, that's how things evolved from there. I made plenty of runs with Rob. I was uh, a member of, of the squad, and that, Rob had a full head of hair back then. <laughs> and it was black, too. It wasn't gray. So, Speak for yourself. But, uh, but as, as the communities evolved, they got their own squads and that, and so when they sold off the equipment, uh, they formed the organization, the Blue Ridge Protective Association, uh, and they used that, the funding on that to give grants and things to help out departments and things along that line. One of the person that was on Blue Ash Life Squad, his name was J Jerry Biteman. Uh, unfortunately, he was killed in a construction uh, uh, bit, and they named an award after him. Um, and basically, it says anybody that goes above and beyond to help their fellow uh, human. And, and we give out uh, the, these awards as we receive a request for them. Well, as you're aware that uh, back in uh, January, there was an incident that two of your officers were involved in, along with an officer from Montgomery and from uh, Evendale, and they saved this gal's life. Uh, if you haven't seen the uh, body cam of that, it's pretty, pretty impressive. You really need to look that up. Being a retired uh, fireman, 
I saw how close that car was, and she was within a seconds of uh, losing her life. So, so these officers did, did a great job. And we got a request from Jerry Biteman's son. And when you get a request from Jerry Biteman's son for the award, you better listen to what he has to say. <laughs> but no, it was easy to approve this. Uh, we've given the other two officers involved the award. And so I have uh, Mr. Biteman here tonight, and he can present, present the award to the officers. You know, he says, you got to listen. I wish I could get that at home. Nobody listens to me at home, but he actually did listen to me. <laughs> so I'm here uh, on behalf of um, my dad uh, to present the Jerry Biteman Memorial Award, Memorial Award first to Ryland Babs. Uh, this is by the Blue Ash Protective Association for your quick thinking, bravery, and heroic efforts which saved a life on January, January 9th, 2021. Thank you. Thank you. We also have a second one for uh, Wayne Reese, uh, again, the Jerry Biteman Memorial Award, presented by the Blue Ash Protective Association, says the same thing, but for your quick thinking, bravery, and hero heroic efforts, which saved a life on January 9th, I'll be 2021. Sure to, I'll be sure to give it to him. Please thank him. We'll do. <laughs> one other quick comment, thanks to Lieutenant Tarr. We, we've been trying to get this arranged for a long time. <laughs> you know, it's August, here we are, and it's happened back in January, but I wanted to thank him for staying on it and, uh, and allow us to come tonight. We really appreciate it. And congratulations to these two officers. Thank you for doing this, thank and you. thank you, officers, for all you do for everyone in the community. So, very good. We dismiss you, See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to stay. Yeah. One of you can take my spot. Our meetings are always fun, you can say. <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Have a safe night, guys. All right, very good. Moving on to our agenda, we have a few executive session items on here, uh, in part early in the meeting because some things that happen later depend upon what may come out of the executive session first. So um, with that said, uh, I move we adjourn into executive session with Law Director Deepak Desai as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22 to discuss hiring of an employee and setting the rate of pay and to discuss the sale of township property as permitted by revised code section 121.22 and to uh, adjourn uh, with Mr. Desai again under section 121.22 to discuss ongoing litigation. Second. Is there any discussion as to that? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll? Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. All right. And we'll invite essentially the panel up here back there. Chief, you may join us if you no, like, Lieutenant Tar, or you may stay here. Can you can all get out so you guys can get...
Everybody ready? No. They pause that. We are back from executive session. It is 8.21 p.m. on Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. Mr. Porter, would you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Here. Mr. James? Here. Mr. Weedman? Present. All right. Do we have any motions? Yes. I'd like to make a motion to uh, uh, have our uh, administrator go out for an appraisal of 11745 Soulsman Road. There's a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll as to that, please? Le Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Any other business from executive session? All right. I think we have a resolution uh, concerning one of the items we discussed later also. All right. It's time for public comments then. Uh, as we move on through the meeting, it's 8.22 p.m. Do we have someone signed up? It appears we do. Yes, sir. Mr. J.G. Jr. Comment on the public bid opening that was held here on August Thursday, August 12th, 10 a.m. March Street Drive, Plainfield Road improvements. Got a couple comments on it. Um, it was posted and advertised as starting at 10 a.m. By the wall clock, um, I observed the following. I arrived before 10 a.m. There were several people in the audience. 10 o'clock came and went, nothing happened. 10.01 came and went, nothing happened. 10.02, the a township employee got up, left the room as he was walking through the room, heading for the lobby. He muttered or muttered something to the effect, I want to see if there's any more coming or any more out there. In my personal opinion, I think that's wrong. Regardless of what any of us may think about that clock on the wall, in the past, when Mr. Kellams, for example, has been, um, been in charge of bid openings or, and some other people, they would have the gavel. 10 o'clock, that would be it, they'd start the bid opening. Even though it would be a minute or two by that clock on the wall, you know, everyone's time may be different, but I think that that could be the, the time when the bids start being opened. To me, it may be legal for him to go out in the hall, it may be ethical, but in my personal opinion, I find some problems with that. And I just wanted to bring that to your attention. The second part of that, reading from, um, the recent documents on the website, paper copies provided anybody in the public. For one of the resolutions you'll be voting tonight is for the, the bid, toward the bid for the Large Street Drive Plank of Learn Improvements Project. Roughly paragraph eight says, four developments submitted the lowest and best bid for the Large Street Drive. By my way of thinking, since I was here, they were not. They were the second lowest bid. As I understand it, the terminology goes on to say, and best bid. So in your opinion, it may be the best bid, but it's definitely not the lowest bid. I think, that to, to be fair, if that's the case, that you're going to go with, in my opinion, the second lowest bidder, the um, resolution should be amended to, and delete or amend the part about the lowest bid. And for what it's worth, some many of you know I have a web blog, and from what I've heard, what was read 
I wrote down on that list was provided if everybody's in the audience. And by my calculations, it's roughly a million dollars lower for the lowest bid. So all of you may have your reasons for <coughs> awarding someone else, but I'm just telling you, based on the documents that are made to the public as of right now, it appears that you're awarding it to the second lowest bidder. It appears that it's not the lowest bidder. Not that you do not have the right to um, award it to someone you choose, but I think the resolution is stated as somewhat inaccurate. That's my personal opinion. Going on, I'd like to make some comments, and some of many of you know, I'm a member of the Parks Advisory Council Committee, excuse me. I've attended uh, some of the events. We've alternated with movies and bands between the North and South. I've heard for years that people in the North said that the township of North and North, we've had two events there, a movie and a band, very sparsely populated, or excuse me, attended. We've had several in the South, and the South is gaining more traction all the time. So if we approve, if you elect to have movies and um, bands next summer or to continue on this summer, um, maybe that could be all reassessed or readdressed. Thank you for my time and your time. Thank you, Mr. Janice. And, and I will note also that clock on the wall is three minutes fast. We discussed this before the meeting, I think, but I'll say during the meeting also if I didn't say during the meeting earlier. Let's get that clock to match true time because we should operate off whatever time it is in the world not the time on our clock if it happens to be inaccurate um, as to the bid concern I'm very interested in Mr. Janice's comments too so when we get to that resolution I expect we'll have a robust discussion about that um, any other public comments or any comments as to this? No sir, nobody signed in. Okay, thank you Alright, moving on next then we have Sheriff's Patrol report. What do we have Lieutenant R? Uh, good evening, everyone. I just wanted to take a, two, a few minutes to discuss a project we're going to be working on over the next few years, and it will have some impact in um, Sycamore Township. Uh, in late 2020, uh, the sheriffs, the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, as well as the University of Cincinnati's Institute of Crime Science, were awarded a Department of Justice grant, um, the I'm sorry, Strategies for Policing Innovation Grant Project, or the Smart Policing Initiative. Um, the purpose of this grant is to reduce crime at historically low or high hotspots uh, through community-oriented problem policing. Uh, and they define that as an approach to policing that focuses on working with the community to identify and analyze problems in order to understand them and create innovative responses, innovative responses in order to address them. Uh, and this will basically involve four steps. And the, the first will be identifying some uh, sites to actually focus on. Um, and once that has done and that, that actually has happened, uh, we will focus patrols on those sites and the, the officers will be directed to periodically throughout the day be visible in those areas and then they will report um, to the people running the study you know what they observe what's going on who they come in contact with um, at some point we as an agency in conjunction with UC will look at that data and we will discuss ways and that's this will involve the officers on the street people in those areas to in for ways to reduce see what the problem is what are some things we can do to reduce the levels of calls for service at those locations and then uh, finally there will be an evaluation at the end of the grant which is about three years and they have, those sites will be measured against other sites where no action was taken to see how um, what effect what we did uh, had and so 13 sites were chosen after about a two-month project and this was done analyzing uh, calls for service throughout the county so 13 sites were chosen across Hamilton County 
to be focused on uh, for those extra patrols and two of those and I I won't say which for the purpose of the study but two of those sites are in Sycamore Township so guys will be focusing on those okay. and we'll be working on ways to uh, reduce and the idea is uh, obviously if our guys are tied up somewhere and we're routinely tied up there then it's somewhere they're not going to be somewhere else so that's and hopefully we as an agency uh, will learn how to you know just some creative problem solving to apply this elsewhere so that'll be going on uh, until the fall of 2024 great very good anything else uh no that's it I, i've got a question that some others in areas around my neighborhood have asked um there are a few spots in the township where in the evening the sheriff's patrol uh tends to park and sit are there active patrols in the nighttime in the township as part of what you guys do or do you wait for calls to come in and then station in a particular place or what obviously stuff like that's going to be random but i know a lot of times guys have paperwork to work on or you know, emails to answer and, and we kind of ask them to do that in, in places where they're going to be visible mm -hmm. so that that's it's probably nothing more than that okay you know if, if you got a report to write you know go sit in the neighborhood and do it yeah you know people like to see the car in the neighborhood mm -hmm. yeah. very good thank you any questions for lieutenant Tar from anybody thank you very much all right moving on then next we have ems and fire report chief what do you have tonight um the station repairs we are we're at a point where we can uh, go ahead and start getting some of this stuff done where um, the administrator has some POs for your approval tonight that um, the North Station we can we can go ahead and move forward with replacing the sink and uh, doing something with that grease trap, the ventilation fans in the bathrooms, uh, the, the refinishing the floors up there and the windows. And then um, this it will also include uh, updating and, and installing fire alarms for the station. So um, all this, all this is, uh, can happen with, with the PO tonight. And then uh, the only other thing I have is that we'd ask for a motion that we can move forward with advertising for the vehicle exhaust removal system and the uh, sprinkler system for the station 92 but because of the cost due to the cost of those items we have to advertise for that is that one motion we need or separate motions for you? I believe it's separate it's two, two, two separate yeah. anything else chief no um, i'd like to make a motion to advertise vehicle uh, vehicle exhaust removal system for station 93 second any discussion mr porter mr labarber aye mr james aye mr Whedon. aye i'd like to also make a motion to advertise sprinklers for the sprinkler systems uh in station 92. second any discussion mr porter mr labarber aye mr james aye mr Whedon. aye all right any questions for the chief about yeah, anything chief uh i saw the july busiest uh month of the year but uh way down the covid way down an overdose uh yeah what do you in your opinion the increase what do you attribute to that what what did increase we had a abundance of auto accidents last month uh they probably did too but we we had we had probably 12 more auto accidents a month than we normally do um and then uh the rest of it was just a, a higher in everything 
just a, a higher run volume. Nothing really stuck out as far as any particular thing that caused more runs. It was just a busier, busier time. I don't know. More people are getting out and about right now. Uh, over the next few months, who knows if this uh, new COVID variant starts reducing it down, we could end up with more COVID type of runs and less of other, everything else. But for right now, everybody's out moving around and it, it, it increased our volume. Thanks, Chief. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Any other questions for the Chief? Thank you very much, Chief. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on then. Uh, roads, maintenance, and recreation. Tracy, what do we have? We'll start with the recreation report from Mr. Petty. Uh, August 7th, we had our 11 technical call show. I believe all three of the trustees were there. Uh, they said they had 87 cars registered. That's a nice turnout. Uh, Trustees' Choice Award went to David Baker with his 1937 Dodge Coupe. And the Best of Show Award went to Frank Pittrick with his 1948 Pontiac Torpedo Convertible. Now that's the biggest uh, turnout I've seen in recent years. In recent years, probably. Very nice. 87 cars, that's a good showing. Half of them were Corvettes, I think, too. <laughs> it seemed like. <laughs> So August 7th was our first movie in the park at McDaniel Sports Complex. Jason uh, reports we had approximately 40 people in attendance. And the Hamlet County Library handed out books and crafts for the kids. August 14th, String Theory played at Shelter 2 uh, from 7 to 9. Uh, had a crowd of approximately 100 people. That was Shelter 2 at Bechtold, so uh, a good showing for that. I like that, that that shelter better. It's very nice. We had a lot of comments from people, the ambience, the location where it was. Uh, and yeah, I think we can easily get 300 people in that area, even when you're looking ahead to when you add the new playground equipment. Mm -hmm. It was just, and, and there's parking. So if you are, are handicapped, you can park on the other side by uh, the other side of the restrooms. And you have the restrooms there, play with the playground equipment there. I thought it was, it was a wonderful, but the weather was perfect too. Yeah. So we, we have started with Shelter 3 mainly because of electric. We have yeah. an electric yeah. problem with Shelter 2. Yeah. You know, so we don't have enough power in that shelter to run a van. So we had to stretch an extension cord, which is not exactly what we want to do and create a trip hazard and be a liability across the park for a couple hundred feet. So if we're going to continue this, we'll have to. Uh, and some more electric over there. Uh, that's nothing that we can do by next week, though. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that, going to take some trenching a whole new. I think that's a good idea, but I, I will tell you that Jason was very conscientious about laying that, that wire. He had it covered up nicely, and, and he was watching it like a hawk the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that he, he really liked it there. Uh, you know, the way the hill goes up and everybody was sitting there. So this coming Friday, we have Soul Crush. They'll be playing back at Shelter 2, so hopefully we, we have good attendance there. Uh, the movie Ice Age will be this Saturday at dusk. Uh, free ice cream cups provided by UDF, and our fire department will be on site for the kids hopefully. to uh, see the fire trucks, if they're not on the run. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, the kids always enjoy that. That was a big hit last time they did it. So that'll be a shelter too, in fact, also. Very good. 
Uh, the fields extremely busy, especially McDaniel Shula soccer fields are busy constantly. Uh, we really have been uh, really busier than we have been in the past, but it's just people renting those constantly. Uh, as you know, we had a fire at Shelter Three. That's why we did not have the concert there. Uh, so uh, got some emails and calls out to several contractors. Nobody has gotten back yet. Just like. Everybody else is contractors. Like everybody's busy. You can't hardly get anybody to call you back. Does it appear to be more than cosmetic damage there, though? Do you well, think it's a structural problem? More than cosmetic <laughs> damage. Yes, there are several beams uh, that will have to be removed and replaced. So they'll need a crane for that, which means the metal roof will have to be taken off. A lot of that was damaged, so we'll need a full metal uh, roof, and the ceiling was also burned up. So it's, it's going to be quite a bit of work. We've bad luck with roofs and shelters over there the last year, don't we? Well, to tell you the truth, we have bad luck with everything in that park. Our, the damage that we're getting in that park right now is unbelievable. It's almost every day. What else are we so, seeing? Uh, we're seeing graffiti all over the place. We're seeing damage in the bathrooms, damage to the picnic tables. You know, they're jumping up and down, bending the uh, tables in half, bending the, the uh, seats down in half. Sometimes we'll go in, our guys will find three pit, those heavy picnic tables stacked on top of each other, three high. So they got to take a lot. I mean, it's, it's almost every day. So that leads to the next question, which is, when are the darned cameras going to be well, operational? To that, but also, police presence. Yeah. Those cameras aren't going to stop anything. Mm -hmm. We might catch somebody, but I want to talk to Mr. Tarr. I was going to do that later. But you know, if we can get some kind of police presence, most of this is going on in the evening after the park's supposed to be closed. We've got a band of um, older teenagers and young twenty kids that are doing all this damage. They're just we we can't get rid of them. You know, we had this problem over there years ago. And uh, it had pretty much cleaned up for probably the last decade, mm. but it's it's bad again. Yeah, well, if you can coordinate with Lieutenant Tar on that, let's yeah, let's well, stamp that out yeah, quickly. We have to come up with something. Because it's, it's getting worse all the time. We're we're working with multiple camera vendors right now. Uh, the last and most promising met with us today and toured the sites. So we're hoping to have a proposal ready by the next trustee meeting. Great. So we have got wire run. Uh, John's been working on that. We're ready for cameras. So yep. It's just a matter of getting them in. Yeah, the structured cabling is all in place. Switches are ready. We're, we're ready to hang cameras and, and update the, the monitoring hard, uh, software. Okay. And also want to bring up, uh, We'd like to look at doing Luminaria on December 11th, which is the second Saturday. You know, uh, I know a lot of people missed that last year. A lot of comments from the community that that was one of their favorite events. So we're hoping that there is no shutdown and we can go forward with that. We're going to plan to go forward on it. Uh, as long as uh, you gentlemen approve and have no problems with that. I think that's a great community event. It is a great community event, and, and it sent out to our activity. I think it makes a whole lot of sense for us to continue to proceed. Yeah. Are you looking for a motion for us as to that? I don't believe we need don't a motion. Need. I think we can start organizing yeah. uh, the people that are involved in that. 
let's do everything we can to make it happen. Yeah, we will. So that's all I have with the parks, unless you have any questions. Uh, one item somebody brought to my attention, I'll just mention to you, and you can pass this on to Mr. Petty, and that's that near shelter, too. Apparently, the positioning of some of the parking chocks makes it difficult for mobility uh, impaired people to get past them to the park. I have not looked at this myself, but I had a report that some of them were abutting each other and you had to step over them. So if we could see if there's something we can do to have some openings to let people through that. To get helpful. into the grass to get up in the park? Yeah, to, get, yeah, to ex access the shelter. shelter or near, near the shelter anyway for where the band was playing. Anyone else have any parks? No. Comments? All right, moving on then. Okay, so the first thing I have is the to authorize a contract for Large Street Drive. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, we had nine bidders on this project. This was a big project on. Uh, just about everybody that we've worked with before. Of those nine bidders, we have worked with eight of them before. Uh, also, eight out of the nine bidders were within 10%, and it ends up that Ford is the lowest uh, because the uh, company that supposedly, from appearance, that, that had the lowest bid had multiple, multiple errors in math and left out a major part. So they were nowhere close to the lowest bid. In fact, they're then the third highest after that was all added together. But uh, we can, uh, after this is awarded, we will actually put some kind of a note on the website. You know, we try to get our bids and everything uh, on the website right away before they're even uh, looked at because of balance transparency and if we don't put them up there then somehow complain about that too so we put them up there and uh, actually for development is lowest they were five and a half percent under the engineers estimate you know we uh, we always award if somebody's within 10 percent nine of those ten were within 10 percent it was very competitive Ford is also the one that did this same kind of job, if you remember, on Donnell Lane when we totally did the reconstruction on Donnell Lane. So a very good contractor. We're very happy that uh, they came after it that aggressively and was a little better. They're, they're very responsive and very easy to work with. Yeah, I might add. I might add that they, you know, their, their past experience with us has always been great. They do a great job. Yeah. And uh, and they and they do what they say they're going to do. We don't have issues with them not showing back up. I mean, they, they get in, they get the job done, and they're, and they're done. So, yeah. yeah, they're a great operation. Very good. And Barrett was second. They came in very strong. It wasn't just did Sycamore. I mean, they came after it. They, they really wanted it. Uh, but but Ford, was, Ford was the lowest. So I have a resolution approving and authorizing a contract to reconstruct a township on a county road from the Large Tree Drive and Plainfield Road Improvement Project dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Any discussion as to this? And so just to confirm, their bid is the four million six hundred fifty thousand eight hundred thirty one dollars yes, and two sorry. cents amount here. Four million okay. six hundred fifty thousand eight hundred thirty one dollars and two cents. Okay. All right. 
If there's no further discussion, Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And then that same day, we also bid the Dillondale Subdivision Culvert Improvement Project. We had four people bid on that, four companies bid on that. The engineer's estimate for that job was $208,205.80. Only one company was under that. The next closest was 20% over. So the company that uh, submitted the low bid was for development also. Uh, and they were 12% under the engineer's estimate. I think, uh, you know, they came up to the other one recently, knew they were going to be in the neighborhood and they can do water main and uh, culverts at the same time. So we're, we're very happy that, that they got it. We know we can depend on them. So I have a resolution. Okay, next we have a resolution subject to the acceptance of this street height Meyer Lane in Sycamore Township. Uh, as you know, right down here, uh, right before you get to Bayberry, a new street has been built with uh, probably about 20 houses on it. Uh, the way this is usually always done, as a matter of fact, is it is a county road. Everything's built to county specs. Once it's done, uh, they present us with the opportunity to do a walkthrough. We walk through it. We present a punch list as to what we want done. Uh, we went back and forth with that a couple times. They fixed everything we wanted done. And uh, now they have asked us to accept this as a township street. And it is uh, 706.72 feet long. can't hear me. I can't hear you. Yeah. Something's going on the same. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been told that before. That's a first <laughs> ever. Yeah. A resolution assenting to the acceptance of the street of Heitmeyer Lane in Sycamore Township. Motion. Second. All right. Any discussion as to this? Right. Is this something urgent, by the way? Well, I wouldn't say it's urgent. No. Okay. I, do. I mean, the county wants it done, but not urgent okay I, I asked because we had a commenter last time bringing up this point I've expressed this before too that we do a lot of things and declare an emergency and just do it and have a single reading and now this is completely non-controversial I agree I'm not going to stand in the way of it here but maybe things like this we should present and then have a second reading sometimes too I'm, I'm not going to push for that here though is, right. is there any further discussion as to this from anyone all right mr. Porter will you call the roll mr. LaBarber aye 
Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weed. Aye. The only other thing I have is some updates. Uh, our 2021 uh, road program. They started paving yesterday to do the last part. Got two streets done. They were rained out. Uh, they were not back today. Hopefully, they'll be back tomorrow. I suppose it rained today. It didn't. They could have done a lot of paving today. So uh, hopefully, they'll be back tomorrow. Uh, they are, you know, probably two months ahead of schedule. So we're very happy with the progress they've made. Uh, we've just got a few streets in Dillonvale to pave, and we will be finished. And that Cougar Mill continues to move on. I'm sure uh, Mr. LaBarbera's well aware, Al and Mr. And me too. <laughs> Don't go out that way. <laughs> so far, it's been passable, but not for long. Not, I think. For, long. Yeah, not for long. I, I will. Uh, I'd like to point out also that some of the residents along Coopler Mill had some questions about curves and other things about the project, and uh, Dan spoke with them, and uh, they were just thrilled with with him and everything he had to say. So, thank you very much. Yes. So, yeah. well, thank Dan for you. That's yeah. that's why we like Dan out there. Yep. Yeah, I want to mention that Steve. I had a couple of residents with different. Uh, Concerns and talk to Steve and immediately was on it. I appreciate that. Sure. I'll pass that along. And Lieutenant Tarr, too. I asked Lieutenant Tarr for it. I appreciate that. Sure. On a couple of occasions. <laughs> All right. Anything else about roads, maintenance, or anything under Tracy's purview here? And we shall move on here to planning and zoning. Okay. Um, happy to report. I don't have any. Uh, any public nuisance resolutions for uh, for the board to review tonight um, so we you know we do have some problem properties where we're continuing to work with residents um, but I'll, I'll take it as a uh, a good sign tonight uh, the first resolution or excuse me the resolution I have for you tonight is uh, uh, is actually hiring on Angela uh, uh, Zamert as our planning and zoning assistant uh, she came in on a temporary basis um, uh, back to spring or uh, early June uh, at the um, due to the resignation of, of Jessica Daves who moved out of state uh, so I know we've already discussed this in executive session but uh, I'm asking for a resolution to be approved to uh, to bring Angela on full-time okay. a resolution setting the rate of pay for a newly hired full-time township employee and dispensing with the second motion reading. to approve second any discussion as to this mr porter we call the roll then please mr. LaBarber. Aye. mr james aye mr weedman aye okay other than that a uh, very quick update from me uh there will be a uh, public hearing uh at the next uh, uh trustee meeting on september 7th uh this is for uh, a laser uh, at the it's not called this anymore but it's the the old Kenwood uh, medical building at the corner of uh, Montgomery Road and Chetbert um, they are they're in the process of uh, revamping updating that building and uh, a new signage package is uh, is being requested so that has been uh, recommended for approval by uh, Zoning Commission and a full report will be will be coming to the trustees uh, the only other item I have uh, the uh, the Zoning Commission uh, is actively reviewing uh, the uh, the new proposed 
land use plan. Uh, we're calling that uh, uh, Vision 2030, Sycamore Township Vision 20, 2030 land use plan. Um, that was, gosh, I want to say we went uh, about two and a half hours at our last meeting. Uh, there's, um, there's several uh, uh, modifications that they'd like to make, uh, some, some of it simple editing. Uh, I'm meeting with some of those individual members uh, to go over their uh, amendments in, uh, this week and, and the following week. And I'm hoping for a thorough review and hope, hopefully conclusion and approval at the, at the next meeting on September 13th. Uh, we are also reviewing some modest updates to uh, the township zoning resolution, same night. And those will be our only items for, um, uh, for the night. Any questions for Ms. Miller about anything? Okay. All right, very good, thank you. Moving on then to the law director report. <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Chair. Good evening, everyone. The only thing I have to report is that um, in the Kathy Willis versus uh, Mueller case, uh, I was informed by um, the attorney for Mueller that Ms. Willis and Mueller have reached a uh, private settlement agreement um, and uh, as a result, the case was dismissed. Uh, we received a formal order of dismissal from the Court of Appeals about a week ago. Nothing else to report, sir. In regards to that, I just want to thank Schuyler for helping helping the residents. I had a lot of questions about that. I appreciate you taking the time. Happy to do it. Uh, I've got a question. Um, Last um, meeting, um, Mr. James City. Um, that made me think that. Um, in here in uh, Sycamore Township, we had a um, employee uh, present a, a grievance, a uh, female employee present a grievance, and according to our handbook, presented that grievance to you. And I, my question is, why did we not use the procedure that's set forth in the handbook to address that grievance? So I'm not informed, but I'd be happy to discuss that with you offline, Mr. Porter. Well, I, I, I would like to discuss that. I think in fairness on that subject, I mean, I, I think that when we talk about transparency in this, in this township, um, we, have a, we have a handbook policy set in place, and we don't have to talk tonight about who these people are, but we have a, a handbook policy in place that requires us to follow that handbook that's what we put it in for it was adopted by the board of, uh, the board of trustees and we neglected to follow that process that's not true we did follow it if you'd like to convene an executive session i'd be happy to discuss the matter with you i would love to so i'll make a motion to go into executive session for the purposes of personnel. Is there a second? I'll second it. All right, any discussion? Good. Mr. Porter, call the roll. Mr. LaBarber? 
Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. It is 8.56 p.m. and we are adjourning into executive session and shall return. The air conditioner is working better in that room.
We are back from executive session at 9.30 p.m. on August 17th. Boy, that was fun. All right, where are we now? Uh, I'd like to make a motion. Well, you go right ahead, big boy. I'd like to make a motion to uh, uh, that we hire an outside investigator um, in reference to a, uh, a complaint made by one of our employees against their supervisor uh, per the handbook, uh, page 4, section F. Page four, section F, as in Frank. There's not a second to that motion currently. Let me ask our law director, um, is that something that current circumstances warrant under the employee handbook such that the trustees would be advised to proceed in that manner? If it's a situation I believe Mr. Weedman's referring to, I do not. Based on that, at this time then, I, there's no second. The motion appears to fail. Okay. Let me ask the law director if the circumstance changes, that you advise the board immediately, and we will undertake whatever action is necessary, including through a special meeting if needed. Yeah. Anytime there is uh, any type of a complaint made that would fall into the category of bringing it to the board, it will be brought to the board. Let me ask also, is there a complaint currently pending? Not that I'm aware of. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, where were we? Administrator. No, we've got the administrator report now. So, Mr. Warwick, how are you this evening? Got a report? Um, I think a, a week, 10 days ago, you got the July financial report uh, package. And uh, I'll just point out uh, some highlights. This is the report through July year to date. So 58% of the year is gone by uh, July 31st. And we have collected 73.4% uh, of the revenue that we actually had budgeted. Uh, so we're ahead on the 58% timeline. $1.3 million, however, in that revenue is uh, uh, money related to COVID programs. So even if I back that amount out because it was not anticipated or, or budgeted, we're still, uh, our run rate on revenue is 70.4%. And with 58% of the year gone, uh, so far we've only spent 53.4% of our budget. So uh, the pace of the year right now looks pretty good. The other, uh, uh, Good news, I guess, is the JED uh, revenues are holding up nicely. And the other thing is, if you call, uh, we turned in our tax, bu tax budget that you approved, and, and uh, it's always kind of a little backwards. We project what we think our levy money is going to be, and uh, then a, about a month later, the auditor sends back a letter telling us what it should be. And uh, happy to report in all four levy areas his number was higher than ours. So we'll make that adjustment to the budget, certainly when the full budget package is put before you in December. Uh, are there any questions on the financial package? Anyone? All right, thanks. We have an uh, appropriations amendment tonight. Uh, all This has to do with, once again, getting the uh, appropriated amounts uh, in the proper place in the accounts 
so that the department heads can better manage because now they're aware on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis what's going on in their departments with their account lines. So in this particular amendment tonight, we are not asking the board to increase the appropriations or increase our budget because in all the places where we are asking for an increase in appropriation for an account line, we have been able to lower uh, appropriations in other account lines. So the net effect of this resolution tonight is zero, meaning uh, we're not asking to spend any more money. We're just asking to spend more money in some areas and less money in others. So resolution amending the 2021 appropriations, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Any discussion as to this? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mrs. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. We have uh, 11, I believe it is 11 uh, purchase orders over 5,000. And if I may, I'll just do a brief recap and maybe get one motion to approve them all as we've done in the past. You should have that list in front of you. Uh, the first one on the list to Robert Half is 6240 and that's to pay the fee to convert Ms. Zammert to an employee. Next is $60,000 purchase order to Donald Donald Miller, hopefully to cover uh, amounts, well, probably more and cover the amounts for the rest of the year. Uh, the next one for 5150 is a then and now purchase order. An air conditioning unit went out during the 90 degree weather last week here at the administration building. And so we acted to go ahead and make that repair. Uh, the next is for $12,000 for MEP design. This is uh, to get the design done so that we can put the HVAC system at uh, station 93 uh, get the specs so we can put it out to bid. 5600 is to office team. That's a division of Robert Half. That's to cover uh, probably the last expenses because that's where uh, Angela is being paid. Uh, next is 15000 That's the annual payment to our medical director. Uh, 30000 236 is to CentOS. That's to do new fire alarms in both 92 and 93. Um, we have a 38,823 for electrical work. That'll be done by Ostrowich. And plumbing work, 19,065. Also, Ostrowich Division will do that. Um, refinishing the floors in Station 93, Cincinnati Concrete Polishing, that's 22,071. And finally, uh, some window replacements in Station 93 for 7,241. Uh, Gilkey Window Company. So these are uh, 11 uh, purchase orders over 5,000. I will move that we approve these 11 purchase orders which comprise PO number 508-2021, 511, 521, 526, 528, 535, 536, 537, 538, 539, and 540, all-2021. And there's a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. And the other item I have is that uh, the next meeting, which is September 7th, 
which uh, we were scheduled to have the JED meetings, but that's the day after a holiday. Uh, we made an inquiry of all the uh, our JED partners to see if we could move the JED meetings to the second uh, meeting in September, and I think for the most part people uh, have uh, agreed with that. Um, so I'd like to suggest that we'll move those JED meetings along with our CIC meeting to the second meeting in September. Um, especially given that you're going to have a hearing um, before the September 7th meeting uh, anyway and also I will be on vacation on September 7th not that you can't do it all without me but we just thought we would move some things and that's all I have all right, that makes sense. Uh, I assume we need a motion to move the JEDS meeting, though. I'll, the make a, meeting. I'll make a motion to move the JEDS meeting to the second uh, meeting of, uh, of uh, September. And along the, with the CSC. Along with the CSC, excuse me. Okay. And there's a second. All right, any discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Williams? Aye. We had our uh, organizing JEDD meeting recently also, and uh, JEDD board appointed Mr. Weedman as the fifth member of the board and the chairman. I assume you know that. If not, congratulations. I don't know that. Okay, well, congratulations. Mr. Donnellan's a big fan of yours, apparently. Um, so, more for you to do, but uh, I understand we'll be coordinating with the assistant chairman. When was that meeting? Uh, when was that meeting? Earlier this week or like, no, last week? <laughs> last week. Last week. Last week. One yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll be having a second meeting to uh, do some housekeeping for that and set the uh, JEDD board to set the tax rate that would be applicable within that district, which is the CIG project commercial areas only. Um, so Tim Fuller coming. is the vice chair. Tim Fuller works for Nyer. Yes. And he uh, should be sending out an email to get that group back together again. I think Mr. Desai sent you an email a few days ago about that actually also. Uh, I, I don't remember. I think, I, I, think I, I received something from me. I don't remember exactly what it was. Who else is on that board? Uh, the mayor of Deer Park, Tom James, Tim Fuller. And oh, and uh, Greg Pissarro. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Anything else, Mr. Ward? Nothing else. Any questions from Mr. Warwick about anything not previously discussed? All right. Fiscal officer report then. Mr. Porter. Yes, we had receipts of $472,060.49, disbursements of $456,999.15. A complete listing of the receipts and disbursements is available in the packet for your review. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? All right. Mr. Porter? Mrs. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Very good. All right. Trustee comments. Mr. Weedman, go ahead. Um, yeah, just I uh, first of all want to thank Jason for the great job he's doing in the parks with the uh, the movies and the uh, and the uh, concerts. They uh, hopefully will continue to get some momentum on those and uh, and uh, continue to increase in attendance. Um, I do want to thank Kevin Clark for uh, for his quick response. If you can look at this picture here, you'll see I called him on Sunday morning. Uh, 
really the entire county was covered in these signs everywhere and uh, he went out Sunday morning and that's that's what he picked up uh, on our in our right of way so uh, he did a super job he turned down a dime and uh, did a great job and uh, appreciate all the his hard work on that uh, uh, on taking care of that on uh, Sunday and that's all I got Mr. LaBarbera no comments all right a few comments here let's all try to be nice to each other that's my main comment another comment is uh, just something of concern to our residents perhaps you need to be careful who you trust sometimes I guess with things um, there's a, a group which about a year ago sent around a troubling letter to many in the township which instigated all sorts of stuff going on but uh, they set up a website uh, requesting that residents provide their email address to them they noted on their sign up to get on our email list which is kept 110 percent confidential from the public they noted that uh, we are asking that you sign up for future notices from our group unlike other websites where your contact information gets shared our website will never reveal your contact information to any other person or group we are fully committed to keeping your information in the strictest of confidence click here to sign up well it came to my attention a resident signed up for that thinking that uh, that resident's email address would be kept in strictest of confidence it was a unique email address apparently provided only to that group and unfortunately as happens in politics i guess you can't believe the promises people make sometimes it was shared uh, and so that resident actually got an email from a different group that it was shared with just yesterday uh, inviting them of all things to a fundraiser for one of my fellow trustees I don't know how that information got shared. I don't know if my fellow trustee might know how that got shared, but uh, be no careful idea. what you sign up for, I guess. But I shouldn't like to know who it is. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, it was, you know, it, maybe Mr. Well, Mr. Kellums is gone. The uh, address of the group that used the address is actually his home address, but I guess he's not here to answer that. So anyway, be careful who you share information with, I suppose, because it'll get shared around and people hit you up for money. Anyway, with that said, uh, I think we have covered what we need to here with trustee comments. Uh, announcement changes. We have the public hearing zoning case coming up September 7th at 6 p.m. We've moved the JEDS meetings. Check our calendar for anything else. And everybody be kind, please. Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 We are adjourned at 944 p.m. on Tuesday, August 17th, 2021.